Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Ascension of the Chessmen, diving into the esoteric, occult, spiritual, and conspiratorial aspects of life, focused on solutions to the problems we face in our everyday lives. Let us ascend above all differences. Let us be the light in darkness, a breath of fresh air to those who can hardly breathe, and together, awaken into greatness. This is Ascension of the Chessmen with your host, Andre Mitty. Welcome to the Ascension of the Chessmen podcast. I'm your host, Andre Mitty. Today's guest is a motivational speaker, spiritual reader, energy healer, uh, meditation and Reiki practitioner, and author. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and fairies, give a warm welcome to Asia Carroll. Thanks for coming on, sister. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Most definitely. So happy to have you on. Um, uh, I love what you're, you're doing. And, you know, I see that you're being a light in the world. So um, just keep on keeping on and continue the good work because uh, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So, um, yeah, we're going to start this show off a little different. Um well, before we get into that, uh, Joy, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself once again. Joy's back. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to have my sister Asia on with me. We both met at SoulQuest. And uh, like Andre said, we're going to start this off differently. And we're going to have Asia read the cards for us. Beautiful. So I appreciate the opportunity to do this reading for the collective. A lot of us have been dealing with a lot personally, um, and the things that we've been dealing with personally sometimes can roll over into our business life. And so Spirit is just saying for us to continue to do the good work that we're doing, regardless of how hard it is, regardless of if you don't see the rewards, continue to do what you've been told to in regards to following your purpose. And this card says lost in direct, lost in space, needing direction. Literally, um, I was just saying that, you know, it's a lot of things that's happening collectively that we may not understand, but just follow your spirit, allow spirit to lead you in whatever direction you're going in. You have to trust and know that things are going to unfold for you, specifically the way it was designed to walk without fear, dances on one foot balancing act. So we are all trying to balance everything that we're doing in life, whether it's personal or business, learning how to balance family into it. And sometimes it can be very overwhelming, but spirit is saying, just be cool, meditate, bring yourself into harmony and balance. And the more that you do that, things will become to 
be a lot easier and things will move smoothly. It would be an easier transition. And this card, which is great, (laughs) uh, fortunes, will, luck, and right timing. Literally, I was saying that if you continue the path that you're on, continue to do everything that you're supposed to, things are going to work out. And to have the Wheel of Fortune card pop out, that's just showing you, yes, your hard work and dedication is going to pay off. Continue the path. Do not worry. Do not fear. The divine has everything for you already. Follow what the universe is telling you to do, and everything's going to work according to your favor. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that, that really hit close to home. Uh, all that resonated, and I can definitely relate to that. So <laughs> you hit it home completely. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so pertinent for the collective right now because everything's in flux. So it's so important for us to go within, you know, and and stay the course and and walk in alignment with our true purpose. Absolutely. Yes, Ashe. Yeah. Um, Asia, so that was a beautiful reading and thank you for uh, giving us that offering to start the show. That was beautiful. And that's the first time here on the show. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, you know, I I start the show off traditionally with this first question for every guest and it goes for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what it is that you do? And I guess what woke you up to realizing maybe there's more to this life than you were originally taught or thought. So my name is Asia Carroll. I am a a spiritual advisor, a spiritual reader. As you see, I did a reading for the collective. I'm also a motivational speaker. I speak at um, different engagements, whether it's schools or events to help bring awareness to trauma. Um, I am a trauma survivor. And so my whole life is dedicated to helping individuals heal from trauma. And so I became a Reiki as a quantum Reiki and a meditation practitioner to help us go within ourselves, to help us see who we truly are. And so when I started to wonder who I was, and digged really deep into my inner child to do some healing, that's when I awoke. And that's around, I think I started my awakening process around 2017, but I wasn't aware of it. Um, I had a, uh, I had a episode where I was just always being triggered by every little thing. And it led me to uh, get seek help. And I was, uh, I couldn't work for about a year. Um, and I was in an outpatient facility um, to, to learn what was going on with my trauma, what was going on with myself. And that awoke me. And to this day, I still have the first crystal I ever received here. Um, and on this crystal, it says embrace. Mm. And I didn't understand it at that time but it means so much more to me now. Um, And I keep it with me close by um, because we have so much inside of us that we don't even know how powerful we are. And once we dig and learn who we are, 
then from there, we can begin to possess our power and bring more light to the world. And so I just want to help as many people as I can worldwide bring light to the world. Yeah, truly embracing this moment and embracing everything that has in store, you know, the good and the bad and just being grateful, you know. Absolutely. Yes. Life life is happening for you and not to you. And I, I feel your story fully embraces that. So um, where did that all start? Can you get into how you were raised? Um, you know, what was your upbringing like? What, what led you to seek it's time to get help um, up to that point? Um, just kind of go in some detail into what you went through and, you know, what you found within yourself to overcome that. Sure. So um, I'll just show, share really quickly uh, my book. It's called The Pressures of Becoming a Diamond. And in this book, I go into explicit detail um, about my upbringing. Um, but I will share a short story with you. Primarily, I didn't grow up in a, um, a safe environment. Mm. Uh, my mom was addicted to drugs when I was growing up. My father was completely absent. Um, you know, we were passed around from family member to family member. Um, I was, I ended up in a situation that was actually foster care, um, where I don't want to go into too much detail, but it wasn't always the greatest situation, but I was grateful that I had a home. Um, I was grateful I had food, um, because growing up, we didn't always have food. We didn't always have lights. We didn't always have um, a place to live. We lived in homeless shelters. Um, I watched my mom be abused physically, emotionally. Um, it was a lot of domestic violence. Uh, between my siblings, it was a lot of domestic violence. Between my mom and her significant others, it was a lot of domestic violence. And so as a young child, I remember soothing myself. And saying, this is temporary. When you become an adult, it's not going to be like this. This is temporary. When you become an adult, it's not going to be like this. You're going to change it. You're going to change it. And I kept hearing that voice inside me. And the more I became in tune with that voice, you know, there were outside forces that would tell me opposite of that. But I would read and read and read. And so... Um, I read the book, I Know Why the Cage Bird Stings by Maya Angelou. When I read that book, it changed my complete perspective on how my life would be. Because she went through a lot. And she still was able to become successful in her way. And so that inspired me. And then I read, you know, The Color Purple, which was also a very graphic book. You know, I read a lot of biographies in, in high school. <laughs> the more biographies I read, the more inspiration it gave me. And then I would have people who would come and give me inspiration and who would encourage me, you know, who would show me love. And I just kept going. Because I knew I had no choice but to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's just the story of the alchemist, you know, being the the on that hero's journey and uh, overcoming all the obstacles against you, you know, turning that lead into gold and, uh, you know, truly rising above all all the uh, pitfalls along the way. And, you know, that's really what my show is all about is just rising above our differences um, and others because so much of that, you know, when, when we get triggered by other people, whether they have a different opinion from us um, and we lash back in that same anger because we want to teach them, you need to see the way we see the world. And, you know, they're firing that right back at you. But to just look past those things, agree to disagree when it's needed, you know, for your own inner peace and yeah. uh, just having the ability to, you know, meet people where they're at and, you know, love them anyways, and, uh, you know, see that inner child within them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just rising above that game of division and competition and, you know, completely <laughs> egos on egos, uh, Yeah, you know, and just collaborate and, uh, you know, help each other out, pick, pick each other up when we're uh, feeling down, you know. That's what we're all here to do. You know, that is our purpose is to be of service to others. But first, we got to find ourselves within that to, you know, right. be that complete person to be able to give. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, at one point I realized I needed help was when I was just completely overwhelmed. Mm. I was having nightmares four or five times a week. I couldn't sleep maybe three hours here, three hours there, two hours here. Um, I was on 10 different prescription medications for PTSD, anxiety, and depression, and it still didn't feel like it was working. And um, in 2019, I was involved in a car accident, and that car accident triggered something in me as well, where I just knew I needed to do more work. So I started to work on myself internally. And when I started internally working on myself, I started my podcast, Survivor Not By Chance podcast. And that podcast, I shared part of my story publicly for the first time in my life. I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I knew that I wanted to write a book about my life and I knew at that time I wasn't ready to physically write it. Mm. So I said, I will journal and the podcast will be a journal, will just be audio listening to my story. Mm. And when I did that, I didn't realize I was helping so many people heal just by listening to my story. I just began to share more and more. And then I started to realize I was healing. I started to realize I was no longer being triggered. I started to realize I no longer needed the 10 different types of medication that I was on um, to help with anxiety, PTSD, and depression. I started to wean myself off until where I didn't need it anymore. I only use plant medicines now, and the plant medicines are phenomenal. Um, I highly recommend plant medicine um, to anyone who is searching for uh, a remedy. Meditation is the ultimate medicine. Um, once I started meditating consistently, 
every day. I started off slow and worked my way up and I, I can't go a day without it. I can't go. I have to do it at least two, three, five times a day <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it keeps me grounded. Yeah. Such a powerful tool. Yes. Uh, do you have a traditional setting you do it in or a space for it or, you know, a traditional ritual, um, how you do your meditation? Can you get into that at all? Sure. Um, so I practice multiple different types of spirituality from the occult. Um, and so I just incorporate what feels right. Um, and so I have an altar space that I have set up in my home. And my altar space is like my absolute favorite place to meditate. Um, sometimes I also like, not sometimes, every night before I go to bed, I place a pillow at the side of my bed. And then I sit on a, my, my back against the bed and I sit on the floor mm. and then I meditate on the floor every night before I go to bed yeah. to bring me centered and one with, you know, my bed <laughs> yeah. and with sleep and with rest. Um, I use a lot of, um, what do you call? Uh, oh, it's escaping me right now. Mantras. Mantras, yes, I use a lot affirmations. of mantras, affirmations. I also use um, sound frequencies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like bin binarial beats? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. binarial beats. That's what it was. Yeah. And so binarial beats is so powerful because it taps into your subconscious mind, mm -hmm. which is who you really are. <laughs> and it allows you to remove blockages because a lot of times we have these old programmings and with these old programmings, they creep back in. And so the binarial beats kind of help put you back in alignment, you know, so that you can be one with yourself, one with source, one with the universe, one with mama earth, you there know, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. I get um, so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I love the practice i also would like to speak you you're extremely resilient and that's just as soon as you are just seeing your face and being around you at soul quest you just have this resilient teflon aura mm. and i think it's beautiful that you're speaking your truth about your trauma because i feel like a lot of women of color are taught to be quiet swallow their shame and keep going on a lot of things aren't reported. A lot of things aren't discussed. And as you well know, then that gets into the root chakra and you cannot create at all because you're stuck and frozen in fear. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I, I totally agree with you. We were told literally in our home, what happens in your home stays in your home. You don't go around telling people what happened. So if, you're, if I saw my mother get beat up the night before, and blood was everywhere, splattered, and I'm trying to clean it up so that my siblings don't see it. The next day when I go to school, I have to put on a mask. They can't know that's happening at home, you know? Um, and so we don't realize that's traumatic because we're so used to it. We're so programmed to believing this is what happens. And when you become an adult, you incorporate those traumas into your own relationships, whether it's at work, in your business, with friendships, with romantic partners. 
And I had to realize that my traumas I incorporated in my previous relationships. And when I did that, I didn't understand what I was doing. I was ruining myself and that person. So I think a lot of times as individuals, we don't know how to go within. We don't know how to be complete and whole alone. So we get into situations where we're not complete and whole and we're wondering why it's not working because we got to be whole within ourselves. And a lot of it is from inner childhood trauma. And so it's my goal You know, I'm doing a retreat where uh, we're going to work on our inner child healing. And it's my favorite topic to talk about um, because I know what I experienced and I know what I was able to get through. And one thing I've learned is um, sounds and energy can heal anything. Sounds and energy can heal anything. I'm a quantum Reiki healer. And when I say quantum Reiki is the best form of healing that you can use for anything from if you have uh, worries about not making money, if you have um, pain and physical pain in your body, um, if you have emotional anxiety or any type of emotional stress, mental anguish, um, any spiritual um, situations that need to be repaired, quantum Reiki healing will do it. What's the difference between quantum Reiki healing and regular Reiki? So regular Reiki, there are different um, levels of energy that you send out to the person. And so with quantum Reiki healing, you're sending out like the ultimate amount of energy and different tiers and multiple tiers of energy at one time. So it's like you're skipping steps to get right to the root. We can heal chakras. Um, We can identify, if you tell me what's going on, I can identify, okay, your root chakra and your solar plexus chakra is what's causing you some problems. Um, If they have an inner child um, situation going on, then the uh, sacral chakra and the solar plexus chakra is what we need to send energy to. So it's, it's, it's so phenomenal. (laughs) It really is. You feel it and it doesn't matter the distance. You can be in Europe and Paris, France, and I can send you energy. Like it does not matter where you are. And that's why I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you start to de- develop these gifts and when did they start to come up for you? And uh, I-, I know you said like in the beginning when you were awakening, you-, you didn't really know it yet, but you know, it was going on. So could you get into that a bit? Like, how sure. Yeah, sure. So honestly, I've had my gifts my whole life mm-hmm. and I knew that I had them, but I ran away from it. When I was a young child, I would have dreams. In those dreams, it would be things that actually manifested in physical and in real life, in my awakening life. Mm -hmm. So I would go to sleep. One time I had a dream um, 
that I felt like these uh, Bugs Bunny gloves for a friend because I knew she loved Bugs Bunny and her, her birthday was coming up and I couldn't find any in my awakening mind. And I was like, I need to find them because I want to give her the best gift ever. I think I was like in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. And I went to sleep and I had a dream and I woke up, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I found some Bucks Bunny gloves in my dream. I found all these things with Bucks Bunny. We have to go to the store today. <laughs> we went to the store that day and it was exactly how my dream was. Wow. And it would, throughout my entire life, it would be things that would happen and I would dream about it. And I would say to someone, I had a dream about you. Are you okay? What's going on? And some of my friends would say, don't tell me what you have dreams about me. <laughs> because they knew they would always come true. Right. Um, but I started to cultivate my spiritual gifts, believe it or not, around two years ago. Mm. Um, and when I started cultivating my spiritual gifts, um, I, was, I met someone at my job and I just knew things weren't, what I was taught growing up, I grew up a um, a Christian, Pentecostal Christian, and was devout. <laughs> I was Pentecostal for a bit. I know yeah. speaking in tongues the whole night. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. so you understand the transition. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, um, you know, I just was asking her questions about her spiritual practices, and then she told me about someone who gives readings. So I said, okay, awesome. Because I always would go to get readings. And, but when I would get them, it would be right. Then it wouldn't always be right. And it was always something off. So she said, no, this one, she's great. I had a reading from her and she was spot on with everything. I looked at her website and I found out she was doing mentorship programs. Signed up immediately <laughs> so that I can learn. And when I signed out for that one mentorship program, I was learning things on my own. I was teaching myself things. I was being led by spirit to, you know, um, do this and say that. And I've always knew how to manifest. Like my entire life, I knew how to manifest. I just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. So now with my spiritual practices incorporated with, um, with, Reiki and meditation, man, <laughs> it's just like so amazing. Okay. Of course, there's so much more to learn, you know, yeah, you're always course. learning. That's one thing I love about, you know, spiritual awakening. You're always learning. You're always growing. You're always developing. You know, I don't believe in any tiers or levels. I believe we're all one, yeah. you know, collectively. And the more we realize we're all one, the more we can do to impact the world in a positive way. Right. 100%. So true. So true. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, we kind of uh, skipped over uh, the plant medicine <laughs> part of it. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. We can go ahead, please. Yeah. Yes, let's so, go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about um, how you were first introduced to plant medicine and what led you to pursue it further. Okay. So this is exclusive, just so you know, I've never talked about my plant oh. medicine journey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up guys. <laughs> You're in for a ride. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, by the way, this is amazing. Absolutely. And I feel honored. 
Absolutely. So my first introduction to plant medicine was in 2019. I never did anything before in my life because I was always so scared to be in trouble, you know, and um, always wanted to be legal and follow the law because I already had the odds stocked up against me. So I, um, when I was in a car accident, I had so much pain. I was in pain everywhere. And my doctor said, well, you know, you can try the medical marijuana program. Mm. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he said, well, it will also help your PTSD and your anxiety. Mm. And I said, that's a great idea because I was ready. I was tired of all the medications and everything that I was taking. So we, you know, I said, okay, let's go ahead, do the program. And I registered, signed up. And at first it was kind of tough because I had no tolerance <laughs> for any type of drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so trying to find a balance in between, you know, how much to use, how much not to use. Right. And when I was starting to meditate with the weed in combination, it was like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Like this was just like, a, I would travel. Um, that's when I first yoga, realized. Yoga is great too on it. I haven't and, tried and breath yoga. Work. Oh, yes. Breath work, yoga. Yes. Breath work, yes. <laughs> Especially with cannabis. They work yeah. very well together. Yes, it does. <laughs> Yeah, so from there, um, I was like, all right, this is great. Like, this is actually helping my anxiety. I started learning. I had more patience, even with my children. You know, I started to learn more about spirituality. And then I started getting callings to different things to learn. Um, I think around 2021, yeah, 2021, uh, one of my friends told me about this app called Gaia and I started watching Gaia different shows on it and I saw this one plant medicine and it was ayahuasca yeah. and I was like hmm wait you mean to tell me that you can actually take this plant medicine and will help heal trauma where do I sign up <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started doing more research and then I started to realize the, the legalities behind it being here in the United States. And then I realized I can, you know, join a church that actually offered it. And from there, I just took a, I took a risk. I, my friends were like, what is wrong with you? Why are you going to this place? You don't know anyone. No one's going with you. Are you sure you're going to be safe? <laughs> You're right. staying the whole weekend. Like, right. And I said, yes, I'm going. And I understand. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I know it's calling me. And I know that this is a part of what I need to do to do inner healing. Mm. And I took the risk and I went and it was phenomenal. Never experienced so many beautiful people in one place at one time. And, you know, that's how I met Joy. Such a beautiful soul. Um, so, um, I mean, phenomenal people. People who are actually wanting to heal. Yeah. People who actually understand that, you know, 
things happen in life and and just because things happen in life it doesn't mean that your life is over there's always more growing to do more healing so encouraging I will never forget that experience and I've made some lifelong friends literally <laughs> shout out to Denise yeah <laughs> Tony, she is so phenomenal. She mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, I've I've made so many amazing friendships. Um, and plant medicine changed my life. It helped me see who I was. Yeah. It helped me uh, understand my power. Mm-hmm. It helped me understand how much I can do um, in regards to healing, how much I can heal. From using plant medicine, I also use another plant medicine called Hape or Rape. Um, and that plant medicine is so phenomenal. It allows you to be in tune with yourself, one with source. Um, Sananga is another plant medicine that I use. Um, it opens your eyes literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> yes, it burns. <laughs> it, de- it definitely does burn. But I can say, like, my vision, literally, it's better um, because I wear glasses to see far when I'm driving since using Sananga. I don't need to use my glasses as often. Um, I can see spirits as well um, since using Sananga. Um, I can see people miles down the road (laughs) before I get to them. (laughs) It's opened me up so much. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, this, this, you were talking about inner child work and this last time when I went, I've been to SoulQuest several times and this time I actually found little Joy mm. and she was hiding underneath, you know, underneath the bed, terrified mm. of the abuse mm. and um, other such things she was going to suffer. And I found her and I picked her up and I was able to like comfort myself Yes. And and I, I laid down with her and I was stroking her hair. Mm. And ever since that experience now, I remember there's this little joy inside that's she wants love. She wants attention. She wants praise. And I'm the one that gets to do that for her. Yes. It's just so profound. Yes. That's exactly what I love about inner child healing. And you know, the fact that you said that you get to give her that it's you going within yourself, you're without the outside, you know, because a lot of times we're human. We look to outside external forces to give us praise, to give us adoration, you know, to compliment us, to encourage us. But it doesn't always work that way. So if you're not getting that external um, uh, water filling in your cup, then how is your cup being filled? Mm. Yeah. And so going internally, filling yourself and filling your cup is the most powerful healing that you can do because no one can ever take that away from you. Yeah. I, Phenomenal I, job. Yeah. You know, and in today's world, we're always seeking validation outside of ourselves. How many likes do we get? Right. How, how many hearts, you know? We we're we're seeking for other people to tell us who we are instead mm. of like we talked about going within. Yeah. We're always going without. Yes. Looking outside. 
Yes. And the more we go within, the more we don't care about the external forces that are outside of ourselves. Um, Because we, when I say we don't care about it, we don't allow it to affect our lives. Right. Okay. Because, you know, there are so many different beauty stigmas out there, especially when it comes to women. Um, You have to have a certain hair color. You, you have to be a certain size. You, you have to be a certain complexion. You have to wear a certain type of makeup. You have to wear certain types of clothes. You have to walk a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. And so because of all of those um, external forces, we internalize those things if we're not doing it or we're not practicing it. And then we have others external forces outside of media, you know, outside of TV, outside of those things, people in our atmosphere who are speaking into us saying you need to lose weight, you know, oh, you gained a little bit of pounds. Uh, What's going on? None of your business, (laughs) you know? So once we start to fill our own cups, all of those things don't matter. You start to identify with yourself. If you wear an outfit that doesn't look pleasing to someone else, it's not going to penetrate your subconscious mind and tell you you're not worthy. Mm. You still understand your worth and your value. Um, it, it, It goes so deep. It really does. I can go on and on and on about it, but it really does. How you react to any insult is just a reflection of you know, the work that's still left to do, you know, yes. <laughs> based on yes. how you react to that, you know? Yes. And then if you do react, be kind to yourself. Okay. Yeah. Because you're human. Exactly. If you do react, just realize that's the work that I need to do. Yep. I'm going to go home. I'm going to meditate, <laughs> bring myself <laughs> back down and right. then think on what was it that person did or said that triggered you. Mm. What happened in your childhood that this person was able to get under your skin to trigger you when all they said was you have one hair out of place? Why did that trigger you? Maybe when you were a child, your parent told you your hair always looked a mess and nothing you did was right when it came to your hair. And that is what triggered you. Yeah, That, that original memory of that trauma. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else did I want to get into? Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Parenting, parenting your parents. Uh, This is something I completely relate to in many respects. So uh, let's let's get into this a bit. Um, Has this been a direct experience in your life or, you know, what, you know, brought it upon your attention to talk about it? Yes. Um, my entire life, I have been a parent primarily. Um, I can remember as, as young as seven or seven years old being a parent mm-hmm. because my mother wasn't always around. My biological father <clears throat> was absent. Um, and so if she would go missing um, because she was on a drug binge, then I had to step up and make sure that we went to school. I had to make sure we had food. Um, I had to make sure we had clean clothes on when we went to school. Um, I had to make sure that my siblings ate. It was a lot. 
And so because I took the responsibility on at such a young age, I felt like it was still my responsibility, but I've had phases where I just, you know, I, I would have to do a separation because I would overtake care of my mother um, because I felt obligated um, because I was born as a result of sexual assault. And so the fact that she kept me, sometimes it would give me a guilt, you know, guilt feeling where it like she didn't have to keep me here. You know, she didn't have to make sure that I was born. Um, and I go into a lot of detail in my book, The Pressures of Becoming a Diamond, of those experiences. And I go into extreme detail. You can feel the emotions behind what I wrote. And so <clears throat> I had to learn to balance myself. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we have situations that may have happened to us when we were children, but parents don't always acknowledge the amount of trauma you went through when you were a child. And so sometimes their trauma may seem as if it was worse than your trauma. And so if they've had 15 different experiences happen to them and you only had 10, they may rationalize in their brain, their trauma is worse than your trauma. And so as a result, you still owe them because they went through more than what you experienced. And it took me a very long time to realize it was not my fault what happened to her, all of the experiences she had with trauma. And it was not my responsibility to continue to parent my parent. And I just came to that realization recently. Um, the uh, Parenting Your Parents is one of the uh, readings I actually did on my show, Surviving Out by Chance. And um, at that moment, it was just, you know, we become overwhelmed, you know, especially when you have a parent who has a bipolar disorder. It's very challenging to gauge their emotions. It's very challenging to understand the man manipulation tactics. And, you know, it's so much that goes behind it. But the most important thing is you got to start taking care of yourself, too. You have to come back and ground yourself and realize you know, you, you've done everything that you can do and you can't overgive, you can't overshare. Overgiving and oversharing is a trauma response. Can't pour from an empty cup. Yes, pouring from an empty cup. So, you know, it's great to help our parents, but it's also important that we take care of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And set boundaries. You can, set love, healthy you boundaries. can love them from over there. You know, but if they're not working on healing and you're in the process of healing, that toxicity yes. really take away from your mental health. Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's good that you've learned to set firm boundaries. Yes. And a lot of times when you set healthy boundaries with individuals who don't want you to set boundaries, you're the villain. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm okay with being the villain in someone else's story. Right. 
because those external forces don't affect the inner peace that I have. Yeah. And I, I feel like some people would say that's spiritual bypassing, but, you know, I think you just got to become aware that, you know, certain people just aren't meant to be around you all the time. And the more energy you give off to them, the more you're giving away that you could use and um, serve to serve you in better ways, you know, and uh, I think that's something you have to be conscious of and aware of, of when those boundaries are being crossed and, you know, not allowing them to be crossed after they've been crossed once, you should learn the lesson, you know, and right. that's up to you to set those boundaries where they need to be. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, let's let's get into the TV show a bit and, uh, you know, how how that all came about um, and how, how it's been going. Um, fill us in, please. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when I was a little girl, I always dreamed about being on TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was, but I've always been shy. I'm a natural introvert. And I always had this dream. I like, I would literally dream of being in this huge castle that had all these different rooms that had secret rooms inside closets that led to other rooms. Like, it was amazing. I would always have this dream. And last year, December, I, um, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw this ad about this show called Influence Me TV show. And I said, let me look into this. Because I always felt like if I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to represent myself in a positive light. I refuse to be on anything that's going to represent me in a negative light. Mm. <clears throat> and I read the details of it. And so Influence Me TV show is a TV show for influencers across the world. And they chose thousands of people across the world to um, show what they're doing. Because So, yeah, we left off... Um uh, letting you tell us how, uh, you know, the whole TV show played out and, uh, yeah, just get into that a bit. Sure. So the TV show is called influence me TV show, and it's for influencers, top influencers across the world. And primarily what they do is they choose different people who are doing different things. You can be a makeup artist. You could be a motivational speaker. You can be an Oracle reader. You can be a, um, a, a producer for music, um, any type of influence you have on your fans. They looked at different criteria and then they chose thousands of people and then they grouped them in different categories. And primarily each person um, gets votes to go to the next round. Some votes are donation and some votes are free. Um, each dollar donation vote Primarily, that vote gives you um, additional votes. So if you don't want, donate $1, that person gets one vote. If they donate $5, that person gets five votes. Part of the donations are going towards the JED Foundation, which is a foundation that helps teens and young adults with mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. And so you're making an impact in the world by helping the individual contestant get to the next round 
and helping people across the globe with mental health awareness, especially our teenagers and our young adults. They need to get that implemented immediately so that it's a practice, but by the time they become full grown adults, you know? Um, And so primarily, they're looking at the content you have, they group you based on your followings, your followers. And um, when voting started on March 8th, 2022, I have been number two in my group the entire time. And I'm so grateful um, because it's allowed me to move to the next round. So now we're in round three. Round four starts tomorrow. Um, my group had 32 people in it in the beginning. Mm. And now we're down to the top 10. Tomorrow, we're going to the top five. I am number two. So I will be going to the round four. Um, after round four, um, we go to the semifinals. And the semifinals, they choose the top two in the entire group to go to the semifinals and then they regroup everyone. And um, once the semifinal stops, uh, ends, the um, judges will choose who's going to be on the actual show based on your content, based on how you're making the impact, you know, based on what you're doing. And I'm just so grateful to be even in the, uh, in the space and have the opportunity to be a part of helping bring awareness for mental health. Because that's something that I talk about always on my show, um, in my book, um, in the work that I do with my clients. And so it's just amazing to be a part of this. And so once we do get to the TV show, we will be filming in Vancouver and Canada (laughs) and um, we'll have different um, like contests and different competitions we would do on the show. And um, from there, there, we're going to film, the finalists will film in a castle. I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Germany. Um, and that castle is humongous, okay? Huge. Castle. <laughs> and when I saw the castle, it took me back to the dreams that I had when I was a young girl. Mm. Where wow. I was in this huge house. I didn't know where it was. And it was just like all these secret rooms. And cause you know, every castle has some type of secret room, right? Right. Some kind of trap door leading down yeah. to some type of basement, you know? Right. <laughs> so, and I talk about part of that in my book as well. And so to be in this space with this, it's just like my manifestations and my dreams are literally coming true yeah. because I believed in myself. Mm. So, so key. So true. Um, yeah, I, I would say the same thing, um, you know, to be getting to do what I'm, I'm doing uh, with this podcast is truly a dream come true. And, you know, for someone that's listened to podcasts for years and always wanting to start one, um, you know, I, I, I had to take the initiative myself because I was always waiting for my friends to do it with me, you know, yeah. or it's like, I don't have all the equipment yet. You know, mm-hmm. you're making all these excuses why you can't get right. started. <laughs> but yeah, ayahuasca really uh, helped, help wake me up to, you know, I'm the one holding myself back. It's not other people. And, uh, you know, just gave me the kick in the butt I needed to get, get started. 
Yeah. Plant medicine, it will change your life. Literally, you know, we take regular prescription medication without questioning doctors. Right. But when it comes to plant medication, we question everything because of the old programming. Yep. (laughs) Um, But once we get out of that and you open yourself up to phenomenal opportunities, you finally start to see your greatest potential in yourself. You know, every dream you ever had, you can make it come true. You are the author of your life. You are the designer. You are the creator of your life. Us looking to outside forces based on what we were taught, it doesn't really work (laughs) if you think about it, you know? Most people who looked outside of themselves, they don't become as successful. I think the most beautiful part about my, all my ayahuasca experiences was I was able to see how source sees me. You know, I was looking at myself through the eyes of divine loving source and seeing that in spite of myself, I'm perfect, whole and complete. Yes, 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 yes. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just having that revelation that we're all one, I think could be a benefit to anyone and everyone that would partake in the medicine. Um, to have that revelation will change your life. I truly believe that because there's no reason to hate your neighbor anymore for being a different race or religion or, you know, sports fan team, like whatever it may be. Uh, right. <laughs> political party. The list right. Goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think uh, they're crucial to the collective evolution of consciousness. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always end the show, uh, Asia, with uh, just asking you, do you have any uh, daily spiritual practices that kind of help you stay grounded day to day? Yes. Uh, meditation. Um, I sit at my altar space. I do practice voodoo, hoodoo, um, shamanism. Um, I practice a little bit of um Hindi uh, culture um, in my practices. I practice uh, different types of the occult and I mix it in and whatever blends feels right. I I hold on to it. Um, But I do sit at my altar every day um, and honor my ancestors. Um, I give them offerings um, as well as meditation. Mm. And um, I use different oils. I use a lot of Cleansing products like I, I use Florida water, Palo Santo, sage, just to constantly recal- recalibrate the energy mm. because energy can change. You know, you go outside of your home and you come back inside your home. <laughs> There's <laughs> the a lot energy, of energy out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and people ask me, like, why do you not want to really go many places? It's too much energy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that girl. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I practice grounding methods. Um, I have a grounding mat that I use daily. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a way of life for me. Mm. It really is a way of life. I use candles, setting my intentions in the candles. And it's all, it's the candles, these things that we have is all tools, you know, yeah. it's just to help us focus but you are the ultimate tool. And so 
training. I'm in the training mode. I practice Reiki on myself as well daily. Um, it's so many things that I incorporate and it helps me stay grounded. It helps me stay at peace. Mm. And peace is essential. Um, I never want to live without peace again in my life. <laughs> um because you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the love in the world, but if you don't have inner peace, you don't have it will it. feel like you don't have anything. Exactly. And yeah. so I do every day I make practice to meditate and to sit at my altar and give gratitude. Yeah. Giving gratitude that is something so powerful. Stating affirmations over my own life is so powerful. I can't live without it. So true. Yeah. Uh, powerful words said there. And, um, you know, Asia, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been a wonderful conversation. And, um, you know, you just put off such, uh, you know, good energy. You know, you're a million miles away, but I can feel it through the screen. And uh, thank you. You know, continue to be a light in this world because the people needs more of it or the, the world, the world needs more of it. And, uh, you know, just continue shining. Thank you so much. It's been an honor, sister. I love you dearly. You know, and it's funny, you'll, you'll text me when I'm going through a really dark period. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, you'll send me a text and say, hey, girl, you okay? <laughs> so it's just, you know, you have this connection. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. Real quick before we go, how do we find you on all the things and um, how can we vote for you? Well, thank you so much, Joy. Thank you so much, Andre. I appreciate you both. I love you both. Sending so much gratitude to you. Um, so you can go to my website. It is survivornotbychance.com. On all social media platforms, you can find me at Survivor Not By Chance. Um, you can also go to my YouTube channel, which is Survivor Not By Chance. And I, my business is Survivor Not By Chance because I survived not by chance, but I survived because I fought to survive. And we all fight to survive every day. And so that's why we are all survivors. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Asia. Uh, thank you all for listening out there. I love you all. And uh, I hope you have a beautiful rest of the week. And thank you for listening. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.